Today is February the 21st. Does God care? Let's find out together as we study the story of Israel in Egypt. As we work our way through the Bible in a year today, we begin to read the book of Exodus. I'd like you to read the first four chapters of Exodus. There's quite a bit of information in the first four chapters of Exodus. Um, when we leave uh, the book of Genesis, Joseph and his family are now established in Egypt. Um, they flourish there. The first few verses say that they multiplied uh, there. But something happened, Exodus 1.8. Eventually a new king came to power in Egypt who knew nothing about Joseph or what he had done. Uh, this new king is probably actually an entire people. There was an invasion of Egypt that would have taken place at about this time. A people known as the Hyksos came into Egypt and they took over. It's unclear. They could have been an invading army that conquered Egypt and uh, set up their own kingdom. And they knew nothing of the history and the uh, relationship between the former reign in Egypt and the people of Israel. Another possibility is that uh, they may have been one of the nations who had moved to live in Egypt who, like the Israelites, grew in number, grew in power, and eventually there was an immigrant uprising. We really don't know, and it's really not that important. What is important is that a new regime was in power. They had no commitment to Israel or to Joseph like the former regime had. They enslave the Israelites. The slavery that the Israelites uh, were subject to is not at all like the slavery that took place here in the United States or in other countries in the 18th and 19th centuries. What happened is that as they began to build, and there was quite a lot of building going on, probably pyramids, uh, many of the pyramids date to about this time. There was enforced labor, conscription labor. Uh, peoples were uh, obliged to work for a period of time that was probably uh, during a certain amount of time during the year, one month or two months. Even Israel participated in that. Uh, we'll see that later in the history of Israel. But here, um, it got to the point that uh, the new regime, the new pharaoh, obliged Israel to work all the time in building buildings. Very definitely enforced labor. Now, they lived on their own. Uh, they still shepherded their flocks. But... They were forced to work. We see that in addition, the new regime said this people is growing too quickly. Now, if the Hyksos 
were an immigrant uprising, it makes sense that they would want to control the immigrants who are living in Egypt. So uh, they killed all Hebrew boys. And in chapter 1, we get the story of the midwives. And at the end of chapter 1, simply that Pharaoh gave the order, throw every newborn Hebrew boy into the Nile River. You can let the girls live. This was an attempt at uh, population control. In chapter 2, we have the story of the birth of Moses, an exceptional boy, a beautiful boy. The river that was used to kill Hebrew children now became the river of salvation for Moses. Moses' mother hid him for about three months. When he was around three months old, it was no longer uh, feasible to hide the child. Um, he was probably becoming noisy, and soldiers were probably patrolling um, the Hebrew section of town to uh, listen for any children that were born. So Moses' mother came up with a plan. She had uh, a young daughter, another young son, Aaron, who uh, by then, he was about three years older than Moses, and uh, he was beyond a newborn baby. So this new law of throwing newborn babies into the Nile didn't apply to Aaron. Moses' mother told Miriam to make a small uh, receptacle, a small um, bassinet, waterproof it, put the baby inside the bassinet, float it in the river. Miriam did that and uh, kind of sent it out where she knew the Pharaoh's daughter would be bathing in the morning. I think Miriam had a good idea of what would happen. Pharaoh's daughter uh, saw the baby, recognized the baby as a Hebrew child, and uh, in, in recognizing the baby, she took the baby, made that her own, gave him the name of Moses because she drew him out of the river. Very interesting that pharaohs around this time, a fairly common name was Tut Moses. There was Egyptian mythology that um, a great pharaoh would be drawn from the mouth of a crocodile from the river. And here comes a baby in a river. Pharaoh's daughter apparently says, this is the new pharaoh. She takes him into pharaoh's house. You read the story how Miriam came and said, do you need a wet nurse? She said, yes, I do. And so she called Moses' own mother to raise him until he was weaned. Now, that means Moses was able to live until he was about six years old with his own mother, where he would have learned of his heritage. He would have learned the history of Israel. He would have learned of Israel's devotion to God. In chapter 2, uh, we see the story of Moses uh, 
killing an Egyptian slave driver. Now, Pharaoh finds out and he tries to kill Moses. Because Moses murdered someone? Actually, no. Pharaohs killed people all the time. That wasn't the issue. The issue was Moses knew that he was a Hebrew. And Moses killed a slave driver because the slave driver was doing what he was supposed to do, forcing Israel to build. Pharaoh said, apparently, blood is thicker than water. And so this could be the start of a Hebrew uprising against our current regime, which very well may have been a different immigrant uprising. That is why Pharaoh tried to kill Moses and Moses fled. Well, you read the story in chapter 3, chapter 4, how Moses uh, met his wife, uh, married her, and then watching the sheep one day, some 40 years later, Moses was now nearing 80 years old, and Moses had an experience with God. Moses met God, and God told him, Exodus 3.10, Go, for I'm sending you to Pharaoh. You must lead my people Israel out of Egypt. Chapters 3 and 4 are beautiful. They tell us about that exchange between Moses and God. We started this passage, does God care? That was the question we asked at the beginning. I'm sure Israel asked themselves that question for years and years. Does God even care that we're living in Egypt as a nation of slaves? The answer is, yes, he does. But he doesn't always answer on our schedule. God cares, but he deals with the issues on his own timetable. Tomorrow, we'll continue the story of the freedom of Israel from Egypt. And we'll ask the question, what's the most important thing? Please like, follow, and subscribe to this devotional on whatever platform you use to listen to it. Email your questions to us at questions at becomehope.com. Tomorrow, we'll answer the question, what is the most important thing?